Yes, yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz, and today we're going to discuss how pain is not the only reality. Enjoy. We enter relationships. We maintain relationships. Believing pain is the only reality. But pain is not the only reality. Did you forget about all the smiling and the laughing, the hugging, the commitments, the deep discussions that allowed you to connect at the root of the soul? Yeah, does pain happen within the relationship? Yes, but pain is not where you have to live. Pain is not the only reality. So stop thinking it's not realistic if pain is not involved on the constant. All right, enjoy. So let's get this started. I was having a discussion the other night with a woman that truly just thought that pain was the only reality. Anytime I had a discussion regarding progress and happiness and joy and actually having a relationship that is meaningful, that's working on one accord, she seen it as a fantasy. She didn't even see that that also can be a reality. Now, we all have been hurt, betrayed, have felt moments of despair, you know, moments of depression. We all have had negative emotions, anger, things of that nature. But I didn't realize, or I have realized, but I would say that it didn't really register as deep into that moment that people really only think pain is the reality. Like when you feel pain, now you're living in reality. So everybody that succeeds, rolls up their sleeves, actually gets what they want out of life. They're living a fantasy and all they have to do is wait for the reality. And as long as we maintain that mentality, how can we have accountable, healthy and equal relationships? How can we have relationships that are going to flourish if we keep believing that we only need to wait for the. Wait for the ball to drop like. There's so many people surviving relationships. There's so many people waiting for that painful moment to happen, as opposed to preparing for the moments and getting over the moment and not making it your reality. Pain is a reality. I'm not saying pain isn't a reality, but pain doesn't have to be your existence. Pain is something that you actually feel at times, or if you are sick or you wake up every day feeling it. But how do you persevere past it? Your mentality will shape your reality. Yes, you're in pain, and that's the reality. Yes, you have been hurt, and that's the reality. Yes, you have had relationships that failed and broke your heart. Yes, that's the reality. But what is your future about? What do you have to live for? Are you going to stay in that reality? Are you going to now find someone who shares your common values, a person who shares your core values, a person that is dedicated to a relationship and making the relationship prosperous. That's your choice. If you keep believing that the reality is pain, then you're going to surround yourself by people who bring you pain because you're always looking for that ball to drop. You're always waiting for that ball to drop. I want you all to think about this. I'm having a discussion and we're going back and forth and she's bringing up all these points. And I'm agreeing with her because it is a reality. You know, I have been hurt. I have been lied to. You know, I don't believe 
what people say. I believe what they do. And it's a reality. Like you have to believe what people do as well as what they say. But the only way you can really truly believe in a person is if they're saying and they're doing. I had to explain to this woman that pain and disappointment is a part of reality, but it doesn't have to be your existence. I had to explain to her that words and actions are a relationship. And I broke down the fact that we, if somebody just shows up to your house unannounced, knocks on your door, somebody just calls you, somebody just shows up without giving you a notice without giving you a plan, without establishing something with them with words, it's still not something that's acceptable. So when we start to now make actions speak louder than words and make all of these statements and all of these quotes that go against the relationship that words and actions should match, they work on one accord. They are not in conflict. There's something you both you need on both ends. And she couldn't see past that because she kept saying, well, the actions, the actions. And she's speaking in pain. She's speaking from a place of pain because people have said things to her and disappointed her. So now she's like, I'm only dealing with actions. But when I asked her the question, if I just showed up to your house, would you be OK with that? She's like, no, I didn't call. I didn't let you know. I didn't prepare you. You don't even know me but I show up to your house. That's not something that's positive. So the words need to match the actions because pain is not a reality or pain is not the only reality. It's something that comes and is realistic in the moment, but you got to decide whether you want to persevere and what, what, does, what do you want your lifestyle to be? Do you want to surround yourself by people that have comfort, for people, people that honor their belief systems, people that show up for you in a positive manner, people that work with you through your adversity. Adversity can't be the way you live life. You're just surviving. And pain can be your reality. So in reality, she was telling the truth. Pain is a reality. What I was trying to get her to see is that pain is not the only reality. Pain doesn't have to be your constant. When you are experiencing somebody that is good to you, when you are experiencing somebody that's there for you, don't wait for them to fail you. Don't wait for them to betray you. Lean into it. Lean into the fact that this person has shown up the best you have seen. Don't be scared that one day they're going to betray you. I gave her another point to, for her to see. She's explaining to me that she shows up every time. She honors her word. She's loyal. She's all these positives. And I'm saying, do you not believe there's other people like that out there? And she tells me she hasn't experienced it. And I'm saying, how could you experience it if you believe you're the only one that exists, that can honor their word, that can be loyal, that can show up every time they say they're going to show up? If you believe that people are going to disappoint you, they will disappoint you because nobody wants to run in the treadmill for the rest of their life and looking for that one time that they're going to disappoint you and you close up. You have to understand that. Everything, though everything can be circumstantial, we have to control our circumstances. A person builds a track record. So though a person in life, I don't know who can go through life without disappointing a person that they love. I don't know who can go through life without hurting a person that they love. I don't know who can truly say that they're honest and they don't hurt another person that they love. 
But at the end of the day, that hurt doesn't supersede the positives that they bring to your life. That pain doesn't supersede the positives that they are in your life. That's what you need to think of. That's what you need to think about. You need to focus on how much good is being given to you from this individual over how much pain they're causing. If pain is not the recurring theme and pain is not the routine of the relationship, or if pain is not the only option within the relationship, if pain is not superseding the pleasure, if the pleasure is three times, four times your reality, then what is your reality? The reality is that this person can cause you pain, but this person puts forth all the effort in the world to make sure the relationship flourishes and they bring you more pleasure. So don't wait for the pain to happen. I know so many people that stay in relationships because they have this same mindset. Pain is reality. So they think love is how much we can endure pain, how much we can be betrayed and still stay. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is being preached as this idea that when you forgive a person, you have to be in a life. When you forgive a person, you have to start the relationship again. Forgiveness is something that happens within you so you don't bring anger and resentment to your next relationships. Now, if you want to reconcile with somebody, it's different. But there's so many people sitting in relationships that are sitting there because they believe that happiness, joy, consistency, stability, somebody who's actually going to show up loyal, dependable, accountable, loving, it's not even an option. Can you just let that sink in? There are people out in the world, and I mean, it's too many out in the world that believe that they have to stay in a relationship that's not conducive to the outcome they want because they have the mindset that pain is the reality, that everybody's going to cause you the same amount of pain and everybody's going to disappoint you in the same way and everybody's going to not show up for you. So they live in relationships with people to get the crumbs. They don't go and seek relationships that actually are going to help them excel, that's going to support them, that's going to enhance their livelihood, their life. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of arguing and fussing and sifting through different ideas and things of that nature. That's the life of any relationship. That's the life support of any relationship. Your ability to come to an agreement. Your ability to set parameters where y'all are in healthy a healthy place. You have to have parameters and core values that govern your relationship. So if you are pained by the fact that you have to scream and argue and fight your points and not rolling up your sleeves and leaning in when it comes to now setting rules and regulations and getting on the same page, then yeah, you're not ready for relationship. And yes, that's going to be the pain that causes you the pain. But that's actually a healthy relationship. People who know that they have separate ideas, know that they have separate thoughts, but they're willing to merge those thoughts to have a collective ideal. That's a healthy relationship. So that's going to take a lot of back and forth, whether it's eating what we're eating for breakfast, whether it's how we're going to raise our children, whether it's, you know, whether we're going to move or there's always going to be discussions to be had and there's always going to be different things we want out of life until we want the same thing. So now we got to come to agreements. We got to bring our points to the table, listen to the other person's perspective, and we have to make sense out of it. But that doesn't have to be a painful experience if you're working with somebody who's like-minded. That's just two people that 
are willing to take the time to actually come to agreement that both of them could live with. And that's going to take time. But that's not the pain. The pain is the betrayal. The pain is the disregard for another person's self-worth. The pain is not the feelings you feel, but the inconsistencies of stability. You're unstable. You don't really know if this person can treat you good or you don't know what this person would do from time to time because you haven't set your parameters. You haven't set your boundaries. You have settled. So, yes, you're going to get more pain. And once you settle into the pain, you're going to think that that's the reality. The reality is the pain. But it's not the only reality. That's your reality. That's the reality you're choosing to live in. Take accountability. But don't now have discussions with people that are actually living in a more blissful environment or a more stable environment or more healthy and have healthy relationships and now start believing that they're living a fantasy and waiting for the earthquake and waiting for the ball to drop in their life when they are living the life that they chose, the life that they agreed upon. They are happy and you're waiting for them to be miserable because you believe your relationship is real. Yeah, your relationship is your reality. But you can have a different reality. You can now either start getting help, going to counseling, having a discussion with a mediator, start working on your relationship to repair the relationship. Or you can look at the person and say, listen, you're not going to change. I don't want to change who I am. I need to find somebody who's more conducive to who I am. And you need to find somebody who's more conducive to who you are. So we could actually be happy. So we could actually live this bliss that everybody else is talking about. We could actually have the stability that everybody's talking about. But don't believe that your pain is your only reality. I have a, my best friend works in a cancer hospital. She watches people in pain all the time. But there's different outcomes to that pain. There are people that are living in it that call her every time so she can help them do this and do that. And they don't have a positive outlook on life because, you know, life has dealt them a hard blow. Cancer is serious. It's not something we play with. But then you look in the next room and this person also has a death sentence and a time that they're supposed to die. And this person's in bliss, surrounded by people. Encouraging, still encouraging people, having discussions with people, still building with the last breaths of their life, still building that rapport, that relationship, still submitting their legacy, still living in a positive in all that pain. You know why? Because they decided that pain is not the only reality. Pain is not the only way they can live. They decided and they made a decision to have a mentality that as long as I have breath, I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to surround myself with the people I love. I'm going to spend my last moments with them. And I'm going to give them everything I have. I can spend my time talking about how much pain I'm in. I can spend my time having a discussion regarding their life and what they're going to do without me and preparing them for death, but at the same time, encouraging them to live life. I can tell them, don't mourn too long. It's okay to be sad that I'm gone. But at the end of the day, you have a life to live and you're living for me. And it's a smack in the face if you start going into depression and you take your time for granted. I don't have much time. There are people that have these amazing spirits. And that's also a reality. They're not living a fantasy. That's their life. 
That's the life they chose until they don't have life anymore. These are people dealing with extreme circumstances. And then we look at our life and we're upset with minimum circumstances. We can't have discussions about minimal things and come to agreements about minimal things because we start to sit in the pain, believing that that's the only outcome. We start to look at debating and having arguments as a negative. We only see the negative outcome. Are we going to shout? We're going to scream for what? No, you're going to shout and scream because you're both passionate about your points. And if you truly believe everybody has the right to their opinion, that doesn't mean you stifle their opinion or you keep them in that opinion. Everybody's mind has been changed at some point. But you had to, their mind had to be changed with valid arguments, valid discussions, valid opinions. Y'all went back and forth and then you realized some things. And then your mind was changed. That's also okay. That's why we have people who have knowledge we don't. And in areas, we should be surrounding ourselves with the people that have more knowledge in areas that we don't have knowledge. So they can cover those bases. So they can cover our blind spots. But that's working collective. That's working in unison. That's being interconnected. That's a belief system. That's not saying we're going to sit in pain because we established years. Pain is our outcome. No, joy is not even a consistent thing. But wanting to live a life together, wanting to build a life together, wanting to sustain what you have built together. That's going to take a lot of different emotions, but it's going to take the stability of your core values. When you walk in a room, you walk in a room and if you're a loyal person, you don't give that up for nobody. If you're an honest person, you don't give that up for nobody. You deal with the consequences of those decisions to honor your principles so people can recognize who you are. But it might be a painful experience, but what would be more painful is giving it up for temporary gain. Because you will be a lot more depressed in the long run. Pain is not the only reality. I see people talking about, I'm just going to remain single. I'm just going to do me. I'm going to do my own thing. And they're dead set on it. You think they came to that determination because they had people around them and surrounded themselves with people that were motivated and people that supported them and people that were always there for them and people they were always there for? No, they came up with that understanding because they've been hurt. They've been disappointed. They actually confide or believed in somebody that did wrong took that love for granted. And now they are bitter about it. So when they think of working on themselves, that's their new freedom. But we utilize the world in all kinds of facets. There's a bus driver. There's a train conductor. There's people that drive cabs. There's people that make your food. There's people that box your food. There's people that hunt and kill your food. We all are working in unison. So having support is a positive. Get into that support and get into how we're going to maintain a life together can be difficult and it can be two, three years of hell at times. But if you could look somebody in the face and you can say, this is the person I want in my life and this person means well by me, 
then you don't take in the disagreements so harshly because you believe that y'all will see the other side of them. But the fact that you just close up and say, listen, I'm going to just do this by myself. I'm just going to suffer alone or I'm just going to enjoy life alone and be a nomad and live from place to place and have no true commitment or connection to anybody. I could walk in and out of people's lives anytime I want because I'm a single entity. If that's freedom for you, that's cool. And that's okay. But it's not healthy. I wouldn't say it's healthy, but it's what you want to do. But don't start believing pain is your only reality. Don't start looking over at couples and groups of friends that are enjoying each other's company, that are supporting each other like they're in a prison. Like one day they're going to get their death certificate for the relationship. One day they're going to falter and they're going to fall apart. I know they're going to argue. I know they're going to disagree. I know they're going to fuss. I know they're going to go through things because we're in a forever changing world and we're trying to find the stability of relationships. So we're trying to maintain our relationships with things that's forever changing. And we want to know some things for sure. So we have people around us that are stable, that we know for sure is going to show up for us the way they said they're going to show up for us. However, they decided to show up for us. But don't start looking at them like they're living a fantasy. Because you didn't prosper in your relationships. If you had better relationships, better support, you had people around you that you know you can rely on, and you felt empowered to do anything you want, like you could even quit your job tomorrow because you know these people would buckle up and get together and make sure they help you or support you. I know I had that support. Like, I, I feel empowered. I go any place knowing that I have the right to walk out of it because I know I have the support to lean on. Doesn't mean I do it because I don't want to abuse my support, but I know I have it. So that gives me confidence. Do you Can you see if you walked in a job that's your livelihood and you knew that you didn't have to depend on the disrespect and depend on them talking to you in your way and depend on the paycheck because you know you have people that will strap up and get it together and support you in a way financially until you get back on your feet or until you find a job that's more respectable. Something that is actually increasing your livelihood. Something that you're passionate about. That's support. Supportive people want want all the people around them in places that they are thriving. And they make sure they get there. So they actually look at where they're going. They sit down. They schedule life together. They see where they can cut some of the costs to support you. They are there for you whether it's a friend, a spouse, sometimes even your kids when they're old enough. Everybody pitching in to see you flourish. Everybody's pitching in. You're pitching in to see others flourish. You don't have time to be thinking of how independent you are. But if you want to be a single entity and you want to deal with everything alone, you want to close up every time you feel like closing up, and you want to share what you want to share when you want to share it, as opposed to honoring principles to share things when they come, when they surface, so you can clear them up right away before they spiral into something bigger and greater. This is what I'm saying. There's too many people out there thinking pain is the only reality. And as long as you can endure pain and suffering, now you're alive. It's a part of life, but it isn't the only part of life. And it isn't life. Your pain turning to progress 
happiness, joy, support. It's a mentality away. You have the right to a good life, but you have to believe it. You have the right to not live pain-free, but to have people to overcome pain with. To have a mentality that sustains you, where pain is not your only reality. But your new reality is your ability to seek and make sure you're in healthy relationships and fight for the health of your relationship and have purpose. To have a purposeful, meaningful life supersedes the pain. So though pain is a reality of anybody's journey in life, it's not the only reality. Because when you have purpose, then that was your focus. And like I said, the cancer patient is on their deathbed, but they still know that they have purpose in other people's lives until they die. So they narrowed their focus and they're focusing on the purpose over the pain. So think about this. If you're one of those people out there talking about, you know, you'll see pain is you'll see. You're going to get you're going to get hurt. You'll see you'll get hurt one day. If you believe pain is reality. Is the only reality. I want you to rethink your life because you're bringing people down. Because there's also inspiration, motivation, and it's also support. And. All of that is to focus on your purpose, make plans beyond the pain, beyond the suffering, the struggle. Make plans to show up in each other's lives and be dedicated, devoted to those plans. And you see that you will prosper. You'll have something worth building. And pain will be an afterthought. Pain will be something you know exists. But you're such in bliss and you're so focused on what y'all focused on and your purpose, that pain no longer exists as a reality. So just remember, pain is not the only reality. There's a better reality out there for you. This has been another Accountable Love podcast. My name's Aziz. All right, enjoy.